super excited. And there we go, just like that. Wow, we are sailing into Saturday with passion, with gratitude, with blessings, and a grateful heart on this very, very special momentous occasion. 600 episodes. We're technically at 596, uh, but we are we are pushing along. And we are so blessed and honored. Everyone, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're kind of chiming in from. My name is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, proud co with my two sisters. Um, hey everyone, this is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. And I was getting, I'm not gonna lie, I just got a tad choked up because you know it, it is through passion and purpose, which is why we do what we do and of course it's international women's month and look at all these amazing women carol sue would you like to introduce our first guest oh yes i would love to love to love to know whether we're going to do in a random is what i understand at least i'm hoping that's what we're doing because sometimes sometimes part of our realness is she surprises me with stuff and uh, we are very authentic we are very real we are very raw but I am super, super honored and blessed to announce and introduce Carolyn. She uh, is is amazing, charismatic individual woman, and also congratulations to her on her book and just everything that she's just, well, why not just bring her on? <laughs> Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here today. <laughs> And we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, this next guest, when we first met her, and I'm going to say way back when, she was one of our first uh, guests to come on when we technically did not have our chate together. Hopefully, we have it together more so. But um, I am so excited to uh, welcome back Alexi Bracy. She um, really is the advocate to go to for healthy brain, healthy health for longevity. And I welcome back Alexi. And I know that there is a joke that we need to hear. <laughs> I hope it's coming at the end or is it coming now? I got to prepare myself because I've been like waiting. <laughs> oh, yes, I've got a few. Oh, awesome, awesome sauce. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, great day. Next person we'd like to introduce is Helen Rose, uh, another one of our, what I call, or what we call repeat offenders. And, you know, we are blessed uh, not only doing this podcast, but that we've connected with so many amazing men and women across, not just, just the United States, but across really the globe. And we're honored that so many you know, really have come, you know, as partners with, you know, hey, we want to do this episode. We'd love to have you back. And we're so blessed and grateful and honored that they always say yes. But let's introduce Helen Rose. Hello. You know what? Thank you. And once again, so honored to be here from the, the heart of the Canadian Rockies. And uh, I love this Zoom thing. And I love all of this social media because we get to be in touch with people. I would never have met you guys any other way. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And we are so excited. And I want to welcome our newbie guest. You know, she really is um, so heart-centered and just an amazing person. Welcome to the Two Sisters podcast family, Lynn Del Mastro Thompson. Thank you so much for being here. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I loved our chat earlier in the week and just so honored that you decided to ask me to be part of this special event. Oh, yes, we are so excited. So when we get into the conversation, you know, I, I remember back when we had, remember when, our 250th, and one of the questions that I asked, which cracked me up, and it kind of put everybody um, on spot, so to speak, was, who is your favorite sister? But we're not oh, going to. Oh, here we go. Again. You're not going to do that one again. All right, all right let's go. No. No. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. But, you know, we we started out, of course, we have theme days, Monday Mindset, Triumph Tuesday, Carol Sue's favorite Wealth Wellness Wednesday, Trending Thursday, Fantabulous Friday. And Carol Sue, when we first started podcasting, we were podcasting seven days a week. We were. We were. And, you know, we, 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 and we still keep those, those names, those themes, like obviously it's sailing into Saturday. That's what this is all about. Um, and we, you know, we, we kept it that way in the beginning because we were really trying to find our way, find our path. You know, would we generate an audience? Would we appeal to people talking everything that is about health, health and wellness? And we encompass a lot of kind of quirky subjects into the whole health and wellness mix, because let's face it, life is kooky and there's different things that really interject into our health and wellness. So when we first started doing that, you know, we were super pumped, we were super pumped, super excited, but also we realized that we also had our other ventures that we were individually a part of, as well as colla uh, collaborating on many different projects. And we thought to ourselves, we don't want to burn out, number one. We want to keep it fresh and we got to keep it real. And what inspires us a lot of times is our days off where, you know, different things happen or we see something or we, we have a subject matter that we really want. And we, it really allows us that time to kind of re, rejuvenate that love and that passion of why we started this. So we did quickly realize that, you know what, seven days is a little much. Let's go back. And it's not to say that, like, obviously, we, we have flexibility and that's one of the great pieces about our podcast. So we decided to go with the core, which was Monday Mindset, uh, as you said, Try Up Tuesday, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, Trending Thursday, and Fantabulous Friday, which is also another one of my favorites, and it should be actually interjected in today's, where it's where we celebrate our wins. We celebrate everything that we accomplish, and all of you collectively on our podcast and our guests today are also in that journey of patting yourselves on the back and knowing, especially where it's International Women's Month, to, to really embrace where we are uh, as females as you know, uh, uh, really accomplishing our goals, you know, going after those passions and not afraid of that, Jan. Don't you think uh, that that's one of the things that really pushes us forward? And we are so blessed that we get to do that with all of you. It, it really is, Carol Sue, because you know, as much as we joke around, which we do, and as much as you know, hey, hey I'm going to mute you, like I could mute her right now if I want to. Um, true, true that. <laughs> But seriously, though, as we when we chatted, for instance, about the celebration of the 600th episode, we didn't want it to be um, we've never been structured. And I think one of the things that makes us stand out and that I'm so proud of is that we've really stayed true to how we started. And Carol Sue and I both said, you know what, 600 is very it's a momentous occasion, 
but more importantly than that are the connections that we've made along the way connection engagement collaboration that's what it's all about it's about sharing our stories and we have a lot of stories to share with you of course but how cool is it that we can really do this when it's you know celebrating women you know nothing better than having and it was funny because when we started you know figuring out the the lineup today and it just ended up being uh that it turned out you know god and i always say that whatever your god is or your passion your flair you know your faith uh there's a higher power out there that we're really in control of two things how we act and how we react and the fact is that it really came together as an all-woman panel uh for our podcast and the special day is i couldn't have asked for a better group of women oh i couldn't agree with you more so i'd like to um you know introduce what all of you do just to kind of refresh our viewers and listeners and i think it's only right that we start with alexi you were our i believe it was the second guest if my notes are correct and i did confirm that when wow. Yeah, you were our, our second guest um, back on June, I'm sorry, January 20th, 2021 was your first appearance. When you think back to January 20th, and I don't know if you recall that first time, I think the, the thing that sticks out for me, Carol, so please feel free to interject, is Alexi has such an amazing sense of humor and really brings to light kind of, you know, from a serious point of view, but brings humor into it in such a way where, you know, I've often said, God, uh, you know, I think when I think of Alexi, I think of her as a stand-up comedian. I mean, she's, she, I always smile. Well, and I, I think that's a testimony to your spirit. Uh, because you do talk about, you know, very, very positive, uh, impactful, and about being uh, with purpose. And I think that whole piece of humor uh, really shows us the ability that, you know what, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. And if it, if it, if it's a, a joke that it kind of inspires that butt belly, you know, that, you know, that gut belly laugh, so be it. But laughter really adds so much to our day. Absolutely. And laughter has been shown to promote longevity. So, hey, you know, a joke a day keeps the doctor away, I guess you could say. Um, it just, uh, you know, it started quite innocently. I used to work um, at a lodge, um, a fishing lodge in the summertime, and I was there for four summers. And so after dinner, I would go out and talk to the guests. 95% of them were men. And 90% of them were repeats that had been coming for some of them like 50 or 60 years. Well, what am I going to talk to them about fishing? No. So I started telling jokes. And so every year I started collecting jokes and they'd see me the next year and they go, oh, Alexa, do you have jokes? So I've got a, like a plethora of jokes now. And I approached people at the dog park, at the grocery store, at the ATM machine. I even talked to service providers on the telephone after you know, whatever my, my situation was, because you don't know who treated them before me in not a very polite way. So, you know, everybody deserves a little bit of laughter. You know, like, for example, I walk, I have two dogs, two wheat interiors. I walk them and people go, oh, your dog is so beautiful. I go, yeah, it runs in the family. <laughs> Give somebody something to laugh at. Or they'll, they'll, they'll pet my dogs. And I go, and if I 
so if I get on all fours, will you pet me too? You know, another thing to laugh about, like just little innocent little things, you know, or somebody holds the door open for me in, in the grocery store. And I go, is that age before beauty? You know, again, something else just, just for a little chuckle. So, you know, everybody deserves just a little smile because you never know what's going on in their life. Maybe they lost a loved one. Maybe somebody died. And so for two minutes, their mind is off of what their problem is. And they may think about it all day and go home and share with their loved ones. Say, you know what? I met this crazy woman. She shared a joke, but it was really good. So, you know, it was well worth it. So I have this sort of mantra that I like to add the word one, I in front of it. So the word is smile. So I smile. So I start my, one I can't. I start my internal love engine daily. So you can love say, I that. smiled. I start my internal love engine daily. Why not? Why not? Why not? And I love that because again, it's, you know, we, we're not walking in other people's footsteps. We don't know, you know, what direction they're in, what, what they're battling, if they're battling something, whether it's, you know, something from the physicality piece, the mental piece, mindset, uh, you know, struggles with relationships. And I always say, isn't it better to leave someone better than when they first saw you um, and impact them in such a way that is going to, whether it's humor, whether it was a kind word, whether it was a compliment, that may be just the missing piece of that day that they needed for their puzzle to kind of work out for the day. So I, I think, you know, if we have more grat gratitude and we all know that gratitude is one of the, if not the greatest emotion of, of all humans, besides a few others like love and, and a, a, a bunch of other ones, but the point being that we're impacting somebody that way and leaving them feeling good about themselves or just changing their journey for that moment. Exactly. You know, everybody deserves a smile. Everybody deserves a chuckle. Why not? Why not? Right. And we've certain, certainly had a, a lot of amazing laughs on the two sisters uh, podcasts. You know, I, I recall so many funny times, not only with Alexi, but with other guests. And really, when you can brighten somebody's day with just a little laughter through a joke, um, I think that's amazing. I can never remember jokes. So I well, you know what? I remember like the first part, and then when it comes with like the the punchline, uh, I I mess it up or I say it differently, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm laughing at myself because I know I screwed up, but mm. they're not laughing in the way that I want them to laugh because I messed up, so that makes me even laugh harder. Exactly, and you know, thank you so much, Alexi, for for sharing that because you know that is so important to put that smile on someone's face for sure. Absolutely. So Helen, my gosh, uh, another repeat offender. Um, been, yeah, I've been on the podcast four times. This will be your fifth. You know, I think when you meet certain people, as I can attest with each one of you, you just, you really feel that connection. And although it's been a while Carol, so for both of us to have seen Alexi and Helen Rose, and of course, Carolyn and our newbie now, um, who will be a repeat offender, um, Lynn, um, you know, it just goes to show you that 
we haven't lost that connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, um, just listening to Alexi, I love that. I, I, would, I would howl at someone who said, if I got all, all fours with you, Pat. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, you know, talking about connection, can I tell you what I did last year? Absolutely. So I was kind of going into a little bit of burnout. I have two really big businesses. And I was burning out and I was just trying to be always this person on and all those things. And I thought, nope. So I turned 60 last year, April. I'll be 61 in a couple of weeks. Yep. This is the part where you say, I don't look it. Um, and so, <laughs> you don't. Uh, <laughs> and so I decided, you know what? I am going to start having some fun for me. And not that I have never had fun for me, but I've been such a worker my whole life. Um, I decided that I was gonna start running marathons. So I ran one half marathon and uh, one 10K. And I did a, a back five day backcountry uh, kayak tour up to Moline Lake in Jasper, Alberta, which is just gorgeous. I should preface by saying I'm, you know, I live in bear country, so I'm a little bit afraid of bears, but I didn't even occur to me. And then I started, doing all of these really cool things. I went and spent a summer at home in Ontario in a cottage that has no electricity, um, no running water. And I was there for three weeks and I swam and I ran and I did, and I spent time with my granddaughters. And I had such an incredible year that um, I'm actually gonna do it again this year. So what I loved about when you're talking about connection, I think it's really important. In order to connect with other people, you have to connect with yourself. And mm -hmm. so, right. And so um, it was a really good year for me because I was starting to head into a bit of a depression. And I'm really glad that I caught myself. And um, yeah, like honestly, 60 so far has just been amazing. So this summer I've signed up for four. Now I'm not doing any more half marathons because let's get real. I'm 61. So I'm doing one 5K, three 10Ks. I'm going back to Moline to do my five, my five night backcountry touring. And um, I'm going to go to Greece this uh, fall and see my dad. So, and I'm going to get to spend all, as much time as I can with my granddaughters. Voila. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It is amazing because you, you know, you recognize that piece. And I think a lot of us, you know, think we have to be on, on point seven days a week, whether we're uh, nurturing our loved ones, taking care of our home, you know, really pursuing our, our career or, or what, what really kind of drives us with our passion. But self-awareness, self-care is essential in order to really reach the goals that we're going after. And sometimes it's a reevaluation. It's a reset. You know, what do I want? Do I really want this what I'm going after in that direction or somewhere along the journey. Geez, I noticed I had this really inkling I'm, and I'm very talented at doing this instead. So, you know, is that detrimental? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Or again, just re refocused, uh, but really having that mindset to understand that, hey, you know what? I need some downtime. I, I need to refigure yeah. things out. I need to know, uh, I need to rest. I just need to rest. Right. And whatever rest means for you. And, and, right. and I'm also taking a whitewater kayak course this spring. And it's like, all my friends are like, what, what's wrong with you? 
And I'm like, but that's what, that's what feeds my troll for lack of another word. But that is rest for me is being in nature and just really connecting with mother earth and, and above and everything. Yeah. I've had a well, year. Funny story with kayaking. I, I, I just tried it a couple of times. And, and the very first time we were in a, a single kayak. So everyone's like going ahead of me. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a lot of upper body strength here. Like I'm yeah. trying to keep up, trying to keep up. So my girlfriend noticed, she says, you know what? You know, why don't you come in the, in the one that I'm in as tandem and we'll let somebody else go in the, the single. I said, that's good. Well, the entire time. So she, she goes, I'm going to put you in front, kind of like driving Miss Daisy. I'm going to put you in front. Yeah. And probably three quarters of the time I was on the phone because I was getting all these calls about this podcast or something that we were doing. And she goes, Oh my God, I'm laughing my butt off. Cause literally you're just on the cell phone and I'm doing all the work. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like this. Yeah. That's very <laughs> smart. <laughs> She's smart. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's nice. And I go with girlfriends, like I'm not by myself, but right. even able to connect with your sister friends. I wasn't blessed enough to have sisters. So I've got three or four sister friends that we go on all these adventures together. Uh, and, you know, I'm trying to hope that upper body strength, let's get rid of these bingo wings. I don't know. I know it. I hear it. A lot of paddling time. Yeah. It and, is oh definitely, definitely. Well, I, you know, congratulations that you, you were intuitive enough to know that, you know what, I, I, yeah. I need a reset. So, yeah. and it sounded Without like it was shame. an amazing, amazing adventure at the same time. Yeah, it really was. And I think it's important to not look at it as a failure if you're, you know, if you're looking at your business, like, oh, it's not exactly going the way I want it to, all those kinds of things. And I think it's really important. It's it's an opportunity. It's not a failure. That's how I. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't remember the exact quote that I posted today it had to do exactly with that, that the failures that we have, you know, really should be celebrated because they're bringing us closer whether we've got to renegotiate, renavigate to what we're going after. Um, yeah. So count them as kind of a, of a blessing, which, yeah. you know, in, in this day and age, there's so much pressure of success and succeeding that we're forgetting that the failure is there for whether it's a teaching moment, a rene renegotiation moment, whatever, that it's also a blessing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. And of course, the amazing Carolyn Warren, the author of The Women at the Table. I did I, I get travel with that book, yeah. P.S., everywhere I go. Travel oh. with it. I reread it. I love it. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. And your workbook just came out, didn't it? Right, right. Um, you know, it's interesting that Helen mentioned of uh, turning 60. Um, my transformation and my um, uh, second half uh, started when I was, I think it was 68. And uh, these last couple of years have been some of the most productive years of my life. And I am so, um, you know, I'm learning so much and I am uh, in a position, uh, you know, I think sometimes you mentioned, uh, Helen uh, mentioned about being uh, a little depressed and I can remember um, that uh, about four years ago, I was sitting at my desk and I realized, you know what, I think I could have a little panic attack if I don't catch myself. 
And then I started to just begin to ask myself some questions. Okay, what is going on with you? Where, where is this coming from? Because I'm a, normally a very positive person. You know, the, the glass is half full and, and somebody is always putting more liquid in there. But on that day, I wasn't. And it really started me on a process of self-awareness and reflection. And I realized now that I look back on it, that was the best thing that could have happened to me because now I am not the person I was four years ago. My mindset has changed. I'm doing things that I never even thought to do or even wanted to do. And, um, you know, people that know my the old Carolyn, they say, I am just amazed at what you are doing. You know, some of you um, probably are more in tune to technology and like this kind of social media kind of thing. Well, uh, four years ago, I could not understand what the, you know, what the hype was about having friends on Facebook. Didn't want any friends on Facebook. They're not really your friends. You know that, don't you? Uh, didn't know how to write a text. You know, someone was trying to fix uh, um tell me about hashtags and I couldn't understand it. It's like, so you just make up stuff and put a hashtag in front of it. Yeah. And you know, my logical brain, it was just not connecting. Well, God has taken me on this journey. And so the thing that I used to think was so ridiculous, now I do every day and I'm enjoying it. And it has caused me, we talked about relationship. It has broadened my um, repertoire of friends, like all of you. I, I would have never known any of you, but because I got stretched out of my comfort zone, I made the decision, okay, I'm not going to stay stuck. And that's part of the process. We have to decide, first recognize it and then decide, am I going to stay there? And I decided, no, I'm not. And the world has opened up to me uh, mm -hmm. simply because I was sitting at my desk and life sort of threw me a curveball. And I decided to take that um, uncomfortable place where I was and to turn it into, as they say, lemonade. So um, we get to decide, as Carol Sue said, we can either act or react. And I decided to take some positive action. And, and as I said, some days I look at myself and I think, I can't believe you're learning Canva. I can't believe you're on Instagram. I can't believe some of the things that you're doing. And nobody is pushing you. You are doing it yourself. You are self-initiating and being the initiator and the cause of, of the action. And so I've been really busy. You know, I wrote the book, I wrote a self-care journal, I wrote a prayer journal, and I just released the workbook for the women at the table. So I, I say, you know, life starts after 65. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that when you look at, I mean, collectively look at our panel, you know, and I, I think back in the day when we were children, a woman, you know, really over 55 was, you know, mm -hmm. she was now entering almost, you know, the grandmotherly, you right. know, <laughs> mindset and age and knitting and staying home and still cooking, uh, you know, 
before their earlier years of, you know, barefoot and pregnant attitude. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think what is evolving is we understand because we already have, uh, you know, many of the experiences where, you know, we had to work. Uh, we're bringing up a family or not. Maybe we were in a profession or not. And now we're realizing as we, you know, every every five years, every decade rolls by that we're going after our passion now. We're going with mm -hmm. what adds value, which, you know, really adds value to someone else's life. And what a unique, and I can only imagine, a uniqueness about it. I can only imagine women before us Yes. You know, in their, you know, 90s and above. And, you know, if, if, if they left their dreams go in the, in the boneyard and didn't go after them. And we're, you know, really, when you think about 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, really, we, the, our vitality and thirst for knowledge and to keep going, you know, that whole retirement age. Uh, I yeah. am busier now than I was, and I don't know about the rest of you, but I am bit, and I have mm -hmm. so many people saying, like, you're always doing, like, you're involved with something, you you volunteer for this, you're, you're a director of that, you know, I love being busy, and it just fuels my passion, and think about this panel, you know, of the different ages that we all are, respectively, within, somewhere within that category, mm -hmm. and we're not stopping. We're excited. No, no. Uh -uh. So no. You have to be able to show too. Sorry to interrupt you, Carolyn, but it's That's okay. Show other women that you know, to your point, Carol Sue, like life is not over at 55, 60, no. 60 70. Uh -uh. And I I was actually asked to do a photo shoot for a, a for a soap company here. And I was like, huh? And uh, they were like, well, we need a badass grandma. And I'm like, okay, well, that's me. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I would have been insulted in previous Helen years to think that someone thought, of, she said, well, we need someone older. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. But you know what I mean? Okay, let's celebrate it. Because mm -hmm. there's women our age that don't get to celebrate it. So Carolyn, mm -hmm. I started your book online, actually, while you were chatting. I just oh. to read it, so... Sorry, it's a great book. I swear to God, I, I travel to with it all the time. I travel oh, with it. Thank you. Well, you know, I think it is so important uh, for those of us who are of a certain age to model how to live life. Because I think that some of our younger women, you know, uh, when you're no longer a size eight, think that life's over or you've got a couple of you know, gray hairs or whatever. No, life is not over. And you are more than just this outer shell. There is, we are a carrier of gifts. We are a carrier of talents. And as long as we have breath in our bodies, there is a purpose. There, there is some issue. There is some problem. There is something that we can do. And I believe that, you know, these can be our best years. And, um, so, and I'll just interject here. Um, I've probably come by some of this because of my mother. My mother is 102. Wow. And this, um, in December, she moved out of a, of a senior home uh, and uh, moved into a house because she just wanted to be in her own space. Right. And I thought, you know, she is so amazing uh, that, you know, most of us, if we were that age, well, some of us at 75 or, you know, 45, it's like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want a major change in my life. But she said, 
this is what I want and I'm going to do it. So she's living in her new home by herself, uh, loving life and, you know, watching her programs and cooking when she wants to and when she doesn't want to, uh, we do DoorDash. <laughs> there you but go. she and, is I mean, enjoying her life. <laughs> she is. And, and that really goes to show you, Jan, don't you think that we all, you know, just because we're, we, we, we're entering into a different phase of our life, we still have a place at the table, whether it's a corporate yeah. table, whether it's a dinner table, where, whether it's the, uh, you know, brainstorming table, you know, we still have a lot of life to live. We've got a lot of things to give and passion and share. Uh, mm-hmm. And we add a wealth of value to so many people. And I think sometimes we forget that and we, mm-hmm. we need to embrace that more. Don't you think, Jim? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's the embracement part, you know, and I often, of course, refer back to to my son's accident. And in that point in time, um, you know, life threw me one hell of a curveball. But what I've learned from that is I don't have to um, be what I don't want to be, because you think that this is where I am in my life. This is what I'm supposed to do. But it can all change and in such an amazing way, you know, to take those blessings and really, you know, run with it. Um, thank you so much for sharing that, Carolyn. And my you're gosh, welcome. your mom, 102 years old. Wow. God bless her. <laughs> and I love the fact that she just said, this is what I want to do. And, yeah. I'm gonna do and did it. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it sure is. My gosh. The newest member of the two sisters family, you know, I had the opportunity to meet her on my other podcasts um, that she'll be on stories that inspire us. And again, Lynn, welcome to the two sisters family. Um, You know, being a certified hypnotist, energy healer, author, of course, and an entrepreneur, you know, I know that you can relate from such a personal place how important it is for that self-care and and to take care of yourself and realize okay something's not right here um I need to do something yes definitely for sure you know and I learned that at a time most people in their lives don't really think about that so going through a health crisis in my 20s which is the time most people are you know not paying attention to their health they're just living life having a good time and my body yelled at me when I didn't pay attention to some some subtle signs and some subtle whispers. So mm. definitely, you know, we take our health for granted sometimes and then we have a life-changing event and, and that wakes us up. It sure does. Would you like to share with us, um, you know, a little bit about your story? Yeah. So when I was 25 and I was in grad school pursuing a career path completely not related to what I do now, um, I went in for elective surgery, thought I was just going to be having a breast reduction and ended up coming out two weeks later with a diagnosis of leukemia, which I was treated for for three years until I actually found out that that was a misdiagnosis. So it's Sometimes I describe the story, it sounds like it should be a lifetime movie because it's so crazy and it was my life for those years. And, you know, I think it just goes, Carol Sue, to to shed light on, um, Lynn kept pursuing this, like, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And if she, 
to that point you were in in your your health journey lynn had you not you would still be doing i don't want to say the leukemia thing that's the wrong terminology to getting use. the wrong treatment for sure yeah <laughs> right and I, and i think that is an intricate piece that women still struggle still tr struggle today with you know back in the day when you were diagnosed with something you know we really thought the medical profession was you know the be end all you know we didn't question we you know we did what they say they wrote a script you took it you you know you can't eat that food you you did it you you're diagnosed with this this is the uh, specialist you'll see and you'll yeah. go and now i think what women are especially women are starting to really embrace is the best advocate for own health and wellness is ourselves we are living in this body. We are living in this mind. And we're not going to just take, okay, this is what I got. Like, I want a second opinion. I want to do my own investigating. Can I do this from a naturopathic perspective? Can I, you know, eliminate certain food groups? I want to be an active role in my health and wellness and not be told what is wrong with me per se. And I'm not saying we don't listen but I think the medical profession is understanding that people now are their best advocates and they have to start listening to the patient as well. Don't you think? I, I hope it's changing in that way. You know, it's certainly something I talk to a lot of people about, you know, sometimes I have clients that kind of bridge different worlds. Like I'm thinking about a client right now who's working with me, but also kind of navigating something with the medical system. And it sometimes is a struggle because she was sharing like a story of how the doctor kind of gaslit her, which happened to me too, you know, just being told, oh no, like what you are living with in your body and what you're, you're describing to me, that doesn't really matter. Like she was told it was in her head. I was oh. just told, no, this is the diagnosis that you have. Like, why are you, know, why are you questioning this? And I think that the other piece to that is being postured enough. And it doesn't mean that you, you know, got to be arrogant uh, because let's face it, there's a lot of medical professions out there that have that little arrogance going on with them. They don't have the best bedside manner, but the point being is being postured enough to say, no, you know, I'm not, I know, I understand what you're telling me, but at the same time, this is how I'm feeling. This is my daily. And I want it to change. I want to get to the root of the problem. I don't want to mask the problem. I don't want to be told I got to take a certain drug if that's not really going to add value to getting rid of what I have. Right. I, want, I want alternatives. And I, and I think they're starting to see a switch in that. I mean, I, mean, I know you're saying you're hopeful, um, but I think when we look at, you go to the hair salon, right? You get your hair cut, your hair dyed, or front, you know, whatever, whatever you got going on, and uh, it's not what you expected. Are you going to go back to that hairdresser? Probably not. No. You're going to do some investigating, talk to your friends, and say, "Blah blah." People need to start understanding that they can physician shop, they can medical center shop. Exactly. If you are not being served and you are not being heard, Jan and I talk about this all the time. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Exactly. Yeah, I was actually telling that same client the same thing. And she kind of was like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go like if I had an exercise class and I didn't like the instructor, 
uh, I wouldn't keep going to that instructor. I'm like, so you pay this person basically. Yeah. Your insurance pays them probably part of it too, but you are the customer and you are empowered to be able to say, no, I'm going to go find somebody else. If you don't want to listen to what I have to say. So in your situation, you know, here you've got something major, like a, a, a misdiagnosis. And let's face it, anytime you're putting in a drug to kill some sort of cancer, impacts your organs, the rest of your body. So like, what were you feeling at that moment when you realized they really screwed up? Well, when I finally got another doctor to listen to me and confirm kind of what I intuitively knew, it was such a mix of emotions. Like there was the relief of finally being heard. And then there was like rage basically of like, how did it take three years of me saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And everybody was like, no, you know, the lab test shows that this medication is working. Well, it'll show it's working if you never had something in the first place as well. Right. Right. It was was crazy, you know, and I actually, I went back to the place where they had done the initial diagnosis and I was telling Janice this on Monday, I walked in and they had, like, I'd been in this hospital for 10 days and they had an empty file folder sitting on the doctor's desk when I got there. I'm like, how do you not have a medical record for somebody that was in your hospital for 10 days? It was nuts. And so the whole appointment was just like this filling them in on, oh, well, this is what happened in my, my history and blah, blah, blah. And then by the time we were done, I was like, oh, okay, well, your appointment time is up. That's, you know, great. Well, crazy. But, you know, when you think about it, where was, who was adding value to what, you know, you, you, you wasted your time trying to get your message across about now you're Mm-hmm. filling in the blank pieces of a blank file uh yeah. that is just beyond oh and I drove you know like it was probably five or six hours you know we stayed the night a couple nights in a hotel in that area like we went to all this effort just for it felt like nothing so um, how are you doing now Lynn much better. I mean, having, knowing kind of that that was not what I was dealing with and figuring out what support my body actually was asking for was a total game changer. And it's also what brought me to the field of alternative healing is because during those three years when nobody would listen, it was the other practitioners that I started seeing that listened to me, you know, like going to an acupuncturist who paid attention and you know, working with people who just help me be in tune with my body. And I think that's so important. And again, it's one of the missing pieces that I think women have kind of embraced in in a bad way. Well, you know, I've got to keep pushing forward. I, I got to keep going, you know, taking care of the family, the house, the, the, you know, my career, everything that I want out of life. And we forget that we are no good to anyone especially ourselves, if we're not listening to our bodies, asking questions to get the help when we need it, but also um, not just taking it for face value. If, if, if you're feeling not comfortable or right, and, and you're not being, uh, you know, your, your needs being met, that's a game changer for a lot of women to be able to have that voice in their own health and wellness. And I think we are starting to see a little bit more of that change. 
I think so. And I think people are also realizing that that's, you know, that's not the only way to help your body feel better. Like that's what I love seeing is people stepping outside of that system and saying, what else can I do? Cause I don't want to just take pills for the rest of my life. Right. And I, I proved that point uh, about a year ago. I totally detoxed my whole body. I, you know, it's actually been about two years now that I've done that. I've eliminated certain food groups uh, because I, in my opinion, that they're not healthy for me. And, you know, the doctor really, well, we got to put you on the script. And I'm like, can you give me three months? Allow myself to be proactive in my health and wellness. And she said, well, you're, you know, it could be at a danger level, blah, blah, blah. Here's the prescription. So I took it for about a week or two. And then I started doing some investigating of how I could lower my blood pressure with different food groups, staying away from eliminating a lot of salt, Italian, you know, I like, we like that salt. I don't know why, but we do. Um, and so actually about nine months, six months after that appointment, they wanted me to come back in and test, get your blood test. So I did all that. She was, oh my God, I'm so glad you took my advice. And, you know, your, your blood pressure is lower. And I, so I'm just kind of sitting there smirking. She goes, why? She goes, because I know you. What? I said, I haven't taken that crap in six months, at least. She says, what? And I, she goes, you can't just go off the bed. I go, well, I did. And I said, obviously, I asked you to give me three months. You didn't. You gave me the script. Um, and I really wanted to see if I could do it on my own. Now, I do know I, I, I'm reading and listening to my body better, which I think a lot of women are doing that. And I know, you know, if it starts to raise, okay, I've got it like, yeah, I do. I double check. I put the cuff on. I do all of that. But I don't want, and I think most people don't want ma ma male or female to be dependent on a pill. Now, I'm not saying that there's not certain medication that we do have to take, of course. But that I think that we should be allowed the opportunity to see, can I change this? Can I improve my health and wellness with a, with a diet change or eliminating different food groups and adding value to my this machine that God's given me by more exercise, by, you know, by more mo movement, changing my mindset and realizing that it's, it's not a quick fix. And I think women, they want that quick fix, that we understand that longevity, like Carolyn's mom, I mean, 102, she's, she's probably, you know, and, and I look at women that are in that age bracket of late nineties, early hundreds, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're eating raw, you know, they grew up with garlic and herbs and gardens. They're not eating the processed crap that's being jammed down our throat, which is huge. So I think, you know, overall, I proved her wrong. And, I, and, I, and what I told her is, I am so sorry. It wasn't here to prove you're wrong. I, I had to prove to myself that I could do it. And I would be the first to say, like, if I got to go on it, I'll go on it. But give me the opportunity to try to do it a more natu natural way. Yeah, I think that's, and it's super empowering to be able to say that of this is what I want to try first versus yep. just, you know, here, take the prescription and, you know, just go that route if that doesn't feel like what you want to do. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. And Lynn, your book, uh, you are not your diagnosis that's available on Amazon, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. I love that name. Love, 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 love that name. You <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I just, when I was thinking about writing my story and the message I wanted to share, that was just the phrase that came to mind because 
we become, you know, no matter whether it's a cancer diagnosis, an autoimmune diagnosis, whatever, people start walking around. And I always think of it's like your name tag. Like, why are you doing that? Do you want to get better or not? Because if you want to get better, don't walk around with it like your identity. I love wow. that. Absolutely. That's so, love so powerful. And Helen, oh, I, think I just, just, I just uh, ordered that one too. Liz. I was just going to say, she's <laughs> right? On. But I'm just so sorry to interrupt you, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this first. I'm going to get all these books. But I, I'm listening to you guys talking about the high blood pressure. So I was diagnosed with high blood, as it was high blood pressure. But yes, I started yep. running. It's now down to like 112 over 76, which is textbook even better than it should be. And right. my like, oh no, you still have to stay on it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. You to advocate for yourself is true. Then I can't wait to read your story. I was shocked when you said that. I'm like, holy, no wonder you're part of our sisterhood now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And and the, the point being is, you know, we understand, we think outside the box. Mm -hmm. We know that big pharma's got, you know, a, a right. big push in the medical industry. We know that the medical industry is promoting, um, but I think so much has changed because the consumer, the patient, especially the woman, probably more so than men, said no. Right. I'm, I'm not taking that as, like you say, I'm not going to be, my identity, me as a person is not going to be my diagnosis. I want more. I want to know more. I'm going to dive into it. And I don't want the Band-Aids. And I think a lot of times medication is a band-aid. That's my personal belief. And mm -hmm. again, I'm not saying that we don't need certain things. Of course we do. Uh, we're not medical professions in that regard, but we are our best advocate. And I, Lynn, I applaud you for going mm -hmm. after that and really recognizing that in order to get whole healthy mindset and body that you had to be your best advocate and dive right in and you did kudos yeah. to you it, it took a while you know the me of now probably wouldn't have taken half of the crap that i took <laughs> back then you know now i'm like i'll fire you as a doctor no <laughs> problem but you know when you're in your 20s i was navigating like you said that that paradigm of thinking you know the doctor's the expert like maybe right. maybe he is right and it was this internal struggle of like why does something feel so wrong and yet i'm being told oh good news look at the lab tests it's working Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and which wow. has led you to where you are today, which is even, it's astounding, like to where you were going through your journey and then everything that you learned from energy healing to share it with others. Yes. 100%. Love it it Love felt it. like it didn't happen, it. happen for no reason. So that's, I always believe that, you know, if I went through all of that, that there was some purpose to it and helping other people through it is definitely part of that. That's why derailments and failures do lead to a better, a better understanding of our purpose, mm -hmm. but also get us closer to that stepping stone of passion and where we're supposed to be. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. And I'm glad that you did. Oh. Yes, we, we certainly are. So I have a question for our panel, for our panelists here. Um, what would you think is on the horizon for you? Like, what is that next big, big thing? Carolyn, what is that next big well, thing? Well, um, the next uh, big thing for me is um, doing more speaking, 
which is something that I used to do years ago. Uh, but, you know, I took this little segue of writing and, and which was uh, really empowering because it was something that I never, it was never on my bucket list. It was, you know, my husband wrote books, but I didn't. So, uh, but it is, I have found it to be so in, enjoyable uh, to be able to, you know, share your message and share your life. And so now I understand that for the moment, that season has sort of closed. And now it is uh, speaking and, and running workshops. And I believe the thing that I am learning and, and I hope to encourage other women to understand is that life is about evolving. Life mm -hmm. is about uh, you know, breaking out of even what feels comfortable and trying something new. It doesn't mean that everything you try will be, oh, I'm gonna do this for the next five years, but there is so much learning in trying something new and going into a new direction. And so, um, you know, it's about continuing to evolve and to see, I, I believe that all of us, um, of course, yes, we do have gifts and talents and that kind of thing. But I think that sometimes there are things that are sort of hidden that we've just sort of stuffed away. And if we continue to see ourselves as, okay, who am I becoming? Where can I go? What, what, let's push the limits. Some of that resurfaces and you realize that, oh, there's something inside of me that I never even saw before. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> wow, that, that is wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, Miss Helen Rose, what's the next big thing for oh. you? Well, Carolyn stole everything I wanted to say. <laughs> um, um, and actually, this summer I did, and I need, I have two book, two more books that I have the outlines done. So yeah, so I'm trying to get into that writing mode. But again, I just want to spend another year really exploring my uh, where I live and just really pushing myself you know, um, physically and mentally, it's just a mental thing. It's, you know, it doesn't sound like much to say a 5k, but this 5k is all uphill. So it's a mental thing um, that works with your physical body. So it all just kind of works together. And I'm going to, I'm planning a huge um, uh, treasure hunt with my granddaughters. I have to tell you, they are the candy to parenthood. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to do another summer of just kind of chillaxing and maybe I'll write a little bit and maybe my other business will kick back into gear, but I'm not, I'm actually just kind of trusting uh, the path the universe is, is set for me. So that's kind of my year. I'm very excited about it. Love that. Wow. Okay, Alexi. Thank you so much, Helen. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I am launching my own podcast on April the 1st. So uh, this, for this year also, I'd like, I'm going to be on a TED stage. I um, would like to have my own TV health show. And I would like to do a documentary on gratitude. And um, I've co-authored a number of anthology of books. One of them, I'm, I'm an Amazon bestseller. So I'd like to do a couple on my own. One of them is... Uh, is definitely on gratitude. I love, I love the, uh, well, you got me on that one, but anything to do with gratitude, I'm, I'm all in. And I think you're going to be 
so amazing. I can't not wait. Can you tell us the name of your podcast? Bouncing Back After Cancer Diagnosis. I did. the logo in back of you. Yes, that's right. So, oh, I um, see. Over there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I love it. Yeah, because I bounced back 25 years ago without any medical intervention, drugs, or surgery. So, and what these ladies were saying, it's root cause resolution. Band-aids, pharmaceuticals are band-aids. You are in charge of your health, not your doctor. And everybody is different. So just because pharmaceuticals may help a person with high blood pressure, there's other factors to consider. And we're all different. So that's what I do when I work with my clients. It's root cause resolution. What are factors contributing to your heart disease, to your cancer, to your diabetes? And it could be a plethora of them from having old parasites, unresolved emotional issues, supplements, water, air, the list just goes on and on. So, Okay, so I'm going to ask you a quick question because funny that you said the word parasite because I've heard a lot of things um, with what has gone on over the last few years and that there was an additive of parasites to some of this stuff. And a lot of people are now recommending a parasite cleanse. Have you heard of that? And if so, what would you recommend? Number one, everybody has parasites. If you use an ATM machine, if you use a shopping cart, if you pump your own gas, if you have kids, if you garden, you have parasites. So there's a lot of parasite cleanses out there. The two week or one week or one month are a waste of time. You have to be on a parasite cleanse for at least three months. Three months? At wow. least. At least. Oh. Because All right. And you, if, you will kill you initially do? some of the parasite eggs, but they come back when they're recycled again. Oh, okay. Now, would there be a certain, like, do you do a naturopathic or do you do a certain cleanse specifically? There, there, is, there, is, a, there is a company that I use. I, the name escapes me at the, at the moment. I will send it to you. Yes, and I would not, love that. I mean, not to be descriptive, but the gentleman, um, I, I think he's a naturopath that put this program together. He shared a story where one day he called his, he was on his, this, he was putting this program together and he called his wife to the bathroom and he had these parasites a foot long hanging out of his bum. I mean, that sounds really gross because he's not living in, in Africa or India. He's like in North America and he you know, pretty standard, you know, healthy diet. And so I have to admit when I went on this the first time, same thing happened. And you think these things are hanging out of me. So I right. tell you, everybody has them. Right. We all have them. Well, sometimes, as I always say, two sisters end up talking about the shitter. Somehow, someway, <laughs> we end up in the toilet. We do, we do, we do. But it is a part of who we are as human beings. So it, it is important. Yes, if you can give me the name of the kit, because after everything I, I read yes. uh, over the last four days, I was like, ooh, okay. It's a, you know, one of those kind of things you don't necessarily want to chat about, but let's be real. Uh, not only, like you said, the ATM, like everything we're touching from a germ perspective, there's so many different bad things that are added to our food. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, even things that are claiming that they're organic and or clean and healthy are not necessarily. So I think our bodies do need, you know, that cleanse. So three months, that's good. I see, I did not hear that. 
I yeah, love absolutely. the fact that when we have a podcast, we always learn something new. So that's going to be my newbie thing that I learned. Three months, parasite cleanse. Wow. Yeah, uh, a mere shadow of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Moving right along. <laughs> Lynn, what is the next big thing for you? What's on your, what's in your, um, straight ahead of you? Yeah. So this year is the year that I'm launching a really amazing group program because I've been working one-on-one primarily with women. And of course, you know, bumping up against a capacity of how many women I can serve at any given time. So I'm taking a lot of the pieces that I do in the one-on-one work and developing it into a group offering to help basically activate your own healing potential in your body. That's really my intention. It's not about, you know, somebody else fixing you. It's about you creating the conditions in your body so it can heal itself. Oh, love that. Wow. That is so, so no coming out of my butt. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Got a lot of notes. I said, I got a lot of notes coming out of my butt. And then I realized what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know. It just kind of came out that way. Oy vey. So Carol Sue, what is the next big thing for you? Well, apparently I'm going to be going to looking for a three-month parasite. Uh, now, I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I don't put it out in the universe that way. I'm, I'm, I'm not that way. There, are, there are things that I want to complete that I've started. So I think for me, it's more about the mindset. Uh, don't start a new project until I finish the other ones that I've started that are, I'm very passionate about, and then I get sidetracked. You know, because, you know, somebody's calling me over here that I got to help out. I'm volunteering for that. And I have to kind of wind myself back in. And my goal this year is really to pick apart the things that I started and then to say, that's what I'm going to focus on. And I want to complete them before I think beyond that. So really just putting, putting things that I've been putting off that I started that I really, really was excited about and I still am but I just haven't allowed myself that time and I'm scheduling. So I guess you can say I'm, I'm working on and going after scheduling myself better to complete what I want done. Oh, I love that. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That's awesome. Wow. And what about you? Wow. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind, well, there's actually two different things. Um, obviously I love authors. I love reading. And I've always wanted to um, publish my own book. And the cover I've already done, I actually designed the cover of that book two years ago. And then of course, you know, life happens. So that's a really big goal for me is to get my own book self-published. And, you know, of course, another friend of mine <laughs> and, um, Daisy um, said, well, what are you waiting for? So, and she's absolutely correct. What am I waiting for? Right. So I'm really excited about that. And then of course, the other big thing, and I don't even know if I shared this with you, Carol. So um, here she goes. I told you she springs stuff on that I don't know about. I love it. Well, it's, it's actually um, to start a 501c3, which is a nonprofit um centered around um patients and parents that are dealing with um loved ones or children that have been diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury 
Um, I don't know how I would even pull that off, but I'm starting to do a little research on that. So that's that's a real big thing too. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. That is huge. Now, one question I want to ask everyone in our panel uh, as well is what is one of your greatest funnies of 2023 to date? Now, we obviously know today is what, March 18th? So we're really not quite a full three months into 2023, but everyone has some, something like with shits and giggles that you crack up and you go, oh, I can't believe that just happened. Um, so I'm going to put everyone on the spot and I'm actually going to start with my sister. Oh, something funny, like really funny that's happened to you so far in 2023. And it may be just really funny to you and the rest of us may say, but what, what is it? Well, I would have to say um, with dealing with a lack of sleep, I'm working on that. And I know that's, you know, not funny, but the funny thing about it is usually when I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, you know, just can't get my chate together. So laughter, right, is the best form of medicine. So, and I may have shared this before, I don't know, but um, I'll look, I'll take my glasses off and I'll look in the mirror and I go, hey, are you doing? And I crack up. <laughs> like, it's funny to me, it may not be funny to others, but it I cracks. love it. I absolutely love it because you're being accountable to yourself and adding, you know, humor to it. So I love that. Lynn, what about you? What is something funny you'd like to share? <laughs> Conversations with our dog. We have a dog, a yellow lab, who's like, I swear, smarter than a lot of humans. <laughs> like he understands more words than you would think is possible. And we have these conversations with him. He has comedic timing. My husband, like, he's like, I could do a stand-up act with this dog because he groans at the exact moment that he should should do it for comedic timing. It's oh, I love it. I love that. <laughs> you know, my pets add so much, they add value. They're part of our our families. And, you know, I think that you know, they understand much more than we even realize. So I think I love that. Helen, what about you? What is something funny that I, happened to I you? I can talk about my granddaughter's um, ad nauseum. And I'm sure I do have a lot of friends who are like, oh, here she goes again. But my oldest one is very much like me and my son. And she's got a wicked sense of humor. She's learned, she's four. She's learned that she can talk to Yaya. That's my Greek for grandmother uh, on the um, FaceTime. So she uh, will put the, she's so clever. Like we are howling when, I don't know what, she just makes me laugh. She'll put the phone down on the floor and she'll go little yeah, yeah. And then she brings a ranch up and big yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you goof. And then she told me the other day, she said, uh, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, sweetheart. She goes, your granddaughters are weird. And I'm just, I don't know why. I just think it's so darn cute. And she just, she has such a love of laughing. like. Sometimes we're just on there or, you know, a little kids are, she thinks it's funny to kind of drop spit on the phone. She doesn't spit, but she stops it back up. And it's like, for Pete's sake, I don't know why I think it's so silly, but we do, we just laugh. I think, um, yeah, that's about the funniest thing that's happened to me all year. I mean, she just fracks me up all the time. Well, she's adding, she's adding joy. She's adding laughter. Oh, I have one of yeah. those too. She's six going on 46. She cracks I me up. Know. Caroline, what about you? What is a funny thing that you'd like to share with us? 
Well, it, it's funny to me, uh, but uh, the other day I was in uh, our bathroom and uh, I ended up talking to myself before I even knew what was going on. I looked in the mirror and, and it was like a split second. I said to myself, the older you get, the more you look like your mother. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and there has been times when I've sort of looked in the mirror and looked away and it's like, my in my mind i'm saying mom but no it's me oh, and I love that. uh you know so it's just sort of funny to me in fact it happened the other day and i thought i was going to try and put it on write something on facebook but then i thought no one would understand what i'm talking about so it's it. funny to me the older i get the more i look like my mother <laughs> well you know what they you know a lot of people say that like you you start sounding the mannerisms start coming out and well right. why not why not i think that i love that i think that's funny and cute and it's it, it is it's funny because we all think when we're younger oh yeah you don't want to be like no uh, uh, don't want to i am i am my mother no, no? Uh -huh. alexi how about you Okay, well, I'm going to change this story around a bit. I was recently on a flight um, from Seattle to go to San Francisco, and they had some engine problems. So we had to stop for just an hour in um, uh, um, Sacramento. And so um, I stayed behind, and I noticed um, that there was one passenger still on the plane, and he had a seeing eye dog underneath him. And he obviously was a regular because the pilot came out to him and said, Kevin, do you want to step out? You've got an hour and um, stretch your legs. And he said, well, no, I'm okay. He said, but you know, you can take my dog out because he wouldn't mind it. So just picture people standing at the gate and um, the pilot is walking down the stairs from the, from the plane wearing glasses with a seeing eye dog. <laughs> Not only did people want to change uh, their flights, they wanted to change airlines. So this didn't really happen to me, but it is a true story. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's a little cuckoo. A little cray cray. So yeah, I would be a little nervous. Uh, one of my funny, funny moments uh, was on our podcast. As my sister knows, I need to get a new computer. So we were going live and, you know, I'm looking as I am right now. And then all of a sudden, um, well, Jen, would you like to describe my face? Well, do you, do you remember what I was talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I saw her face change right before me and I thought I was witnessing an exorcism or something. <laughs> and so it started to like pixel and I all of a sudden I was like really like I had a bad bad tan like bad tanning lotion and then it started getting more distorted and then my face was in like one area but the picture was coming through that one of these back pictures was coming it was the weirdest thing and it happened to do that my my uh camera on my computer obviously was going and well I'm like and then it froze into this morphed thing and she goes, oh my God, what are we going to do? I go, just keep going. They can still hear me. It's, you know. So we kept chatting away and I was hysterically laughing. I had to keep muting. I actually could mute myself and I had to keep muting myself because I was ready to, I was laughing so hard because it looked so bad. Yes, that, that was 
it was it was hyster hysterical um you know to see like the morphing that and i kept screenshotting it and then i i sent them to like family members they go what did you do to yourself and i'm like oh that's how i look today on the podcast <laughs> That that so was cool. that was a day to remember for sure. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, six hundred episodes, right? We're mm. we're just about we're just about there. Um, of course, this is our six hundredth episode celebration. This is episode number five ninety six, and we could not have done it with all of you if you had not been present to you know give us a try you know come on as our guests and we are so eternally grateful and let's keep those let's keep that laughter going absolutely and uh big shout out to my younger sister because i was waiting for her to say the the opposite that i'm older than her but you know without jan yes. jan, jan is the uh the brains behind all the technology um I prefer to be in front of the camera and chatting away. That That is my forte. That is my specialty. But she really has gone above and beyond uh, to make Two Sisters what it is from the behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Uh, we always laugh and joke uh, that I need to be trained in that. And we are going to work on that. Not too soon, but yes, because <laughs> she's really good at what she does. She's always willing to uh, push the envelope, try different things, introduce like what she's doing now with adding wisdom to uh, our podcast and really pushing the envelope. She's, you know, she's the one who's sending out the emails and, you know, she does so much uh, and I don't thank her enough, um, but I'm so blessed that she made that phone call one day and said, are you sitting down? Yep. Do you want to start a pack? You want, you want to do a podcast? Okay. Get it up and running. Let me know. Bye. <laughs> And that's literally how it happened. And, you know, there is, there is meaning and there is depth. And I just want to share with everyone, of course, want to, of course, thank all of our amazing listeners currently on the Wisdom Audio app. You know, if you have a passion, you know that there is a purpose behind it you know that someone will be affected by that for the better. And that's really what Two Sisters is all about. Absolutely. You know, adding value and, and really, you know, figuring out, having that conversation with yourself. What are you going after? Where do you feel that you can add value? And I think too many times, we, especially women, I go back to that, is, you know, we put it on the back burner. You know, I got to tend to the kids. I got to tend to the grandchildren. I got to tend to the hubby, the wife, whatever it may be. And, you know, I've got all these other commitments and that passion just keeps stirring and stirring and stirring. But guess what? One day it won't be stirring anymore because you will be beyond what you can do at that given moment. And you don't, you don't want to let your ideas, your passion, your goals go in the, in, in the boneyard. Take that chance. Take that. What is the worst that's going to happen? What is the worst that's going to happen? The bottom line is just go out and do it. You have value, you have so much to share, even in your daily life, whether it's to add value with humor, uh, with information, with direction, with mindset, with triumphing over something, with really having that conversation about the importance of having that healthy conversation about wellness, wealth, and mindset, all those things together. We all collectively have the power 
and the ability to impact other people. Are you going to, or are you going to let it go to the boneyard? I don't think about, I'm not real happy about that. I'd rather just go out and really add value, share with other people what you want to share, and you never know where it's going to lead you, what journey it is going to take you on. And I promise you, if you have that passion and conviction, there are so many women around us that are willing to help get you started, to point you in the right direction with all the amazing people that we've met through our podcast. We had no idea. We had no idea of what we started with two sisters, but I'm forever grateful. I'm forever blessed. And I thank my sister for that phone call. And I love you. Thank you for all your support during the six, the 600, especially when things got a little crazy for me personally. And I right. so appreciate that. And um, we are blessed and grateful. And on that note, thank you all so much for being here today. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0, here with my amazing sister. And I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss, telling you whatever your handle is, whatever your passion is, just go for it. Just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? But at least you know you tried. With that, we thank all our amazing panels. And we are so honored, so blessed. And yes, we expect you all to compete in our. You try, ugh, see, I'm getting all tongue-tied. I'm getting all <laughs> emotional. Keep on that, that train of our repeat vendors because we love you all. We thank you. We are so blessed. And we are so glad that we've had the opportunity to share a piece of who you are with our audience. With that, we will see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Oh, yes. We don't stop. We keep going. And we are so excited. You guys have a great week, great weekend. And we appreciate all of you. We'll see you again real soon. Thanks. Bye for now. Bye-bye.